Happy Friday. We have an eight-game slate to talk about in this video. Welcome, guys. My name is DK. Uh, I cover content for DraftKings and for player pop sites like Prize Picks, Underdog, and Parlay Play. Sponsor of the video, that would be Prize Picks. If you guys are not on Prize Picks, uh, what are you doing? Uh, it is a player pop site. You're building out subs of player pops. Uh, you can mix and match sports. You can up to 25x your money. Uh, I've been on it for years, been making a lot of money and having a ton of fun on it. So, guys are interested in prize picks you can use the link down below for a 100 deposit match bonus or you can use the code dkdfs again the link is down below and if you guys look for more content as always uh, for dfs or for prop stuff you can check my patreon linked in the description the recap of tonight well nfl we hit a uh 10 or 8x slip uh was dude i needed one catch one catch from garrett wilson on that final drive for a 23x because it got bumped down because I had like correlation. I had like Simeon plus four pass catchers. So went to 23. It was 23x. I needed one catch from Garrett Wilson. And I'm just watching Trevor Simeon down by 17, check it down 29 straight times. And you want to tell me someone runs worse? So. Yeah, I mean, frustrating, even though I still had an 8x day there for, for props for NFL. NBA props did not go well. Um, I think my third time taking Jamal Murray under assists, and the third time they turns into Steve Nash and had like eight assists in the first quarter. So that was fun. Um, NBA DFS, I was looking at my lineup. I was like, there's, well, I was looking at like the, what was going on. I was like, there's no way. Like, I had a bad night. Ended up cashing. I somehow got pushed out at the end. I lost 100 more dollars. I don't even know how. I was winning 250, so I don't know if there's a stack correction or what, but uh, yeah, I stacked the Bulls. Kobe White, uh, once again, uh, shot awful when I played him. Drummond got in massive foul trouble and then did not close. He was chalk, though. Uh, DeRozan was okay. Um, I played low on Hawkes, was solid. Uh, Brogdon and Scoot, I really wanted to get these Portland guards once Simons got ruled out. Played them both. They both smashed. Now, Jamal Kane was not someone I was super excited about, but I needed a 3.5K forward. I knew he would be in the rotation, so I just went with it. Also, my lineup wasn't looking great, so I was like, you know what? Like, whatever. I'm just going to go with it. I need to make up ground, and it ended up working out. Uh, and then Moses Brown routed to my lineup, who uh, I saw whatever Ibo Baji is in the game in the second quarter. I was like, this is not good. This is, this is not good. So somehow cash. I have no idea how, but we'll take it. And uh, yeah, so let's recap everything. Let's talk about this eight-game slate. We'll start off with Brooklyn and Washington. So, Brooklyn, you guys ready to run it back? Alt-unders on Mikel, right? But um, an open Simmons, no Lonnie Walker. Uh, Doran Finney-Smith is probable. And then Nick Claxton is also probable. So, um, basically fully healthy team, expecting a normal starting lineup here. Really good matchup. Like the ceiling on Mikel Bridges in a competitive game, I would expect him to play in the high 30s minutes. He's been up and down, but again, in a matchup against Washington, uh, definitely a guy that has a massive ceiling. Dinwiddie at 7.1K hasn't been playing the best basketball of late, but still the minutes have been solid, even with Dennis Smith Jr. in. Uh, Nick Claxton, he's a frustrating roster, but like I'm expecting him to play high 20s minutes. The reason I say frustrating is like there's a lot of times where like the Nets just troll his minutes. They're like, my God. It happened like twice when I played him where they just randomly closed the Trenton Watford over him. What are we doing, man? What are we doing here? Uh, Cam Thomas, always fine for tournaments, but his minutes are uh, not as secure as all the guys we talked about. Indifferent on Cam Johnson at 5.7. I'm expecting 
I-20 minutes from him. Reasonable play. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr., I think, is decent off the bench. I would expect around 20 minutes from him. Aaron Sharp feels a little pricey. And then the 3 and D guys and Royce and DFS are both kind of like filler plays. Washington's one thing I'll note about Washington, uh, we've been seeing it with some of these bad teams of late. Of They've been kind of tightening up their rotation. We've seen it with the Pistons. I mentioned the Patreon stream how it's so like, all right, if you're building a lot of lineups, I would have one or I would have a few, like stack up that Pistons-Celtics game because if it stays competitive, Pistons running super tight rotation. The game not only stayed competitive, went to overtime. Uh, I know at least one person did that in the Discord. had a very, very good night. But um, yeah, Washington, I've been noticing, at least in competitive games, the rotation has been... Uh, the morning tighter rotation. Like last game turned into a blow up. But before that, uh, again, all the main guys played a good amount in the first half. So, who's my AK? Pool 6.9, Ty 6.4, Gafford 6K, Denny 5.9. I think my favorite place point per dollar would probably be Gafford and Tyus. Uh, Tyus minutes have been way more secure of late um, and reasonable price point for him. But yeah, I like the ceiling on Pool, like the ceiling on Kuzma. Denny's reasonable. Don't really know if I get to anyone else. This like Washington bench, bench is just so gross. The guys like Kispert and Muscala and Deneo Gallinari. You got Delon Wright. Like it's just so gross. Um, Kulabale will obviously see rotation mets as well, but uh, he feels a little pricey. New York and Orlando. So New York pretty easy to talk about. Main guys are both decent plays. Neither priorities in Randall and Brunson. You got RJ Barrett five point nine. Always fine for tournaments. Usually plays high twenties to low thirties minutes. Isaiah Hardenstein, I do like a 5.7. He's just playing big minutes right now. Um, so, yeah, I think Hardenstein's a good play. Probably my favorite play in the Knicks. Josh Hart at 5K, I would expect him to play around 30 minutes as well. I think he looks pretty good. Uh, quickly, 4.9. You know, the minutes have been a little bit uh, more secure of late, averaging about, you know, mid-20s over the last five games. Uh, clearly, a guy that has a ceiling he's making a shot. So, Hardenstein, Hart, quickly, I think all look pretty good. Good DiVincenzo, 4-7. I think I'll just rather get to those other guys that we just talked about. All right, the Magic. So, no Markel Fultz. You got uh, Gary Harris, questionable. And you have Jonathan Isaac, questionable. Not massive news, but we'll keep an eye on it. As far as the main guys go, I mean, Paolo and Franz are more secondary plays to me. With Suggs back, Cole Anthony's minutes are uh, not as secure. Kind of hard to go there. Jalen Suggs himself, I think, is a decent option. I would expect him to play like high 20s minutes. Uh, you're getting like a three-headed monster rotation at center, which is really gross of Wendell Carter Jr., Mo Wagner, Gogo Bataze. Don't think I can stomach that. That's it for Orlando. Let's move on to Toronto and Boston. So for Toronto, uh, I've interested all the main guys. Scotty Barnes, Siakam, OG, Schroeder, Pirtle, Gary Trent Jr. One thing to note is they switched up the starting lineup last game. They moved Gary Trent Jr. in the starting lineup, and they shifted Scotty Barnes to the point. So... Um, that does make Scotty look a little bit better. I mean, he's been playing out of his mind. Stuff in the stat sheet. Yeah, I like Scotty. Siakam's decent as well. I think I would prefer Scotty Barnes. But um, yeah, ceilings that are still there with Siakam. So the mid-range guys are all fine. And Gary Trent Jr. started last game. Um, you know, played 26 minutes in that game. Was a block. Could have played a little bit more. Let's talk about Boston. So Boston, uh, again, Jalen Brown did not play in the front end of the back-to-back. Also Tatum. Uh, questionable for tomorrow. So if both Tatum and Brown are out, then Boston's a team that I'm going to have a lot of exposure to. You know, Porzingis plus the two guards look good. Orford to be solid. Hauser, Pritchard start looking better as well. Um, so yeah, if they're both out, uh, these Boston guys look good. If they're both in, I'm not going to get to anyone in Boston. If one of Tatum or Brown are out, 
then then I think like the main guys look decent, but again, no, no priorities. All right, Sacramento and Atlanta. So uh, this is a game I, I think has shootout potential written all over it. My boy Sabonis, 9.7K. I like him. I like De'Aaron Fox, 9.4. The Kings are just, they're playing these guys huge minutes right now. So yeah, like Sabonis, like Sabonis and Fox, both a good amount. No real strong takes on these wings. You got Keegan Murray at 6'5", Herter 5'5", Barnes 4'8". Malik Monk, the minutes have ticked down on him of late. I know there have been some blowouts, but still think it's in the range of outcomes. If he plays like high 20s minutes, if he does, he could smash. I don't think he's going to be that popular. I'm not going to mess with the bench. I mean, I guess if I had to consider someone, it would probably be Trey Lyles. <clears throat> in a competitive game, I think he probably plays high teens minutes. Right, let's talk about Atlanta. So, Atlanta, no DeAndre Hunter. Trey Young, DeJounte Murray, Evan Richard both at the top. But yeah, I like Trey, sub 10K in this, in this matchup. Um, he's playing huge minutes right now. 40, 41, and 40 minutes over the last three games. You got DeJounte Murray at 7.7, kind of just indifferent on him. Rodanovich at 6.6, probably sees around 30 minutes. Feels priced about right, maybe a little overpriced. <clears throat> the two bigs, you got Capella at 6.5, and you got a Kongu at 5.3. Both in play, I think it's a little bit easier to get to Kongu since he's got the power forward eligibility. Jalen Johnson, uh, in his first game back, played 29 minutes. I think... Uh, you know, if he pushes for 30-plus, he's someone that uh, looks decent. Sadiq Bay, 6.1, should play big minutes. The two wings are both fine plays here. Walkie and Cleveland. So, yeah, Giannis is probable. Expect him to go. Um, yeah, I mean, I have Anderson. Uh, I'm always going to have Anderson Giannis. Uh, any slate he's on, 11K. Massive ceiling. Dame, sub-9K. Again, has a ceiling, but, like, neither are, like, must for me. Middleton at 6.7K, no longer on a minutes restriction. Played 30 plus minutes over the last three games. Um, I think he looks like a pretty safe play there in the mid range. <clears throat> Bobby Portis minutes have also ticked up a bit of late. Um, we know he's a good point per minute guy. Uh, I like his upside. Brooke Lopez, 5.6. Minutes have ticked down a little bit. Again, minutes have ticked down on him, ticked up a little bit on Portis. We'll see if that trend continues. I don't think I'm going to mess with like, the Valley here with like Beasley or Connaughton or anyone like that. On the Cleveland side, so no Garland still, no Mobley. Um, Don Mitchell is questionable. Um, I believe he will play. He warmed up. Uh, he went through the warm-ups last time, so I was pretty surprised he got ruled out. But yeah, I'm pretty sure Donovan Mitchell will play. If Donovan Mitchell does play and there's no limitations, then I like the upside in him quite a bit. If he misses, then we start looking at guys like Struess, Craig Porter Jr., Karis LeVert. They would all benefit uh, in a big way if there is no Donovan Mitchell, those three guards. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell's in. The other place here for Cleveland would be secondary plays, but Jared Allen has played very, very well of late. The issue is the price point, almost 8K. It's like, eh, not ideal. But he made, the man had 23 rebounds last game. Um, I think that's it for Cleveland. So let's talk about Philadelphia and Houston. Once again, I like a lot here from Philadelphia. No Joel Embiid. Price point's still very fair in these Philly guys. The running tight rotation. I have understood all the main Philly guys again. Maxi 9K. Got massive foul trouble. Got 2% from the field on Christmas Day. Uh, I think that will keep the ownership relatively low, but he has a super high ceiling. We haven't seen it yet without Embiid, but I know it's there. So, yeah, I like the upside of Maxi quite a bit. His mid-range plays, I think, look pretty safe. Tobias, I think, looks good at 6.8. D'Anthony Melton, 6.1, should play 30-plus minutes. They both look good. Now, Ubre really struggled out of the gates. So they kind of limited his minutes, but the game before, he played 40 minutes. Still a fair uh, price point on him. Paul Reed uh, had a massive game last game in 32 minutes, but... When I played him on Christmas Day, you better believe he gets in. 
massive foul trouble to punish me. Um, but yeah, Paul Reed and Mo Bamba. I'm expecting those guys to split the center position. I'm going to prefer Paul Reed, but Bamba still playable. And then, yeah, Marcus Morris, 4K, played 22 minutes. Robert Covington did get dusted off last game. Um, played 11 minutes, probably can't go there. Uh, you did see some Pat Beverly as well. Um, he put tw- uh, 17 minutes. For Houston, good amount to like here too. No Jabari Smith and no Dylan Brooks. I'm expecting Houston to go with the starting lineup of Fred Van Fleet, Jalen Green, Jay Sean Tate, Tari Eason, and Alfred Shingoon. Two main guys here, Shingoon, 8-4, Van Fleet, 7-9. Would assume both these guys play mid-30s minutes in a competitive game. Jalen Green, 7-4. Don't love the price point of him. I think I'd rather get to Shingoon or um, Van Fleet at some price point. But I do really like my boy, Tari Eason. Um, played 25 minutes on the bench last game. Expect him to play more here without Jabari Smith. I'm expecting him to start. Yeah, I really like Tari Eason. Uh, Jay Sean Tate also expect to start. Uh, I think he plays mid-20s minutes. He's fine. But we do have to consider some of these other guys. Aaron Holiday, 4-6. Uh, I'm expecting him to play around 20 minutes off the bench. Got um, Cam Whitmore, I think we'll see rotation minutes. That may be not enough for me to consider him. Jeff Green uh, will be in the rotation as well. Uh, you're going to see a little bit of uh, Amen Thompson as well. Uh, let's talk about, uh, well, we got two games left, Oklahoma City and Denver. So SGA 10.6, I mean, that's a massive ceiling. He's gone for, what, 50-plus now in the last five games, playing big minutes. Yeah, SGA looks good. Yeah, shot at 7-7. Obviously, some foul concerns going up against Jokic, but um, still a guy with a pretty high ceiling. No real strong takes on Williams, Giddy, or Dora. The minutes have not been great on Giddy of late. Really know if I want to mess with the bench. It's always just such a headache. It's such a headache playing any of these Thunder bench guys, man, because Dagnall, you just never know what he's going to do with the rotations. Uh, if you want to take shots in these, be my guest, but you're a brave man if you do. On the Denver side, no, or I don't think Aaron Gordon's going to be available. 21 stitches uh, due to, what, dog bites or whatever? That's wild. Get well soon, Aaron Gordon. Um, the game tonight, they started Peyton Watson. If Peyton Watson starts again, 4.5K, going to make him look like a pretty good value play. As far as the top end guys go, Jokic, Jamal Murray, I've interested in both. Uh, Jamal Murray should play low 30s minutes. Jokic obviously has a massive ceiling. Michael Porter Jr., the price went up on him, but still would be playable option. KCP is too pricey for me. Um, and then expect a little more run for guys like Brown, and uh, Justin Holiday without Aaron Gordon. But yeah, if Watson starts again, I think he'd be my preferred value play there for Denver. Finally, Charlotte and Phoenix. So we'll see about the availability of some of these Charlotte guys, but I think it's just going to be the same guys that were available tonight. If that is the case, then you know the two guys with the highest ceiling are going to be Rozier and Bridges, but obviously there's some blowout risk. I'm expecting Nick Richards and P.J. Washington to split the center position. Brandon Miller came back, 6K. The value is just so gross in this team too. Guys like Bryce McGowns and Odie Martin and... Nick Smith Jr. and JT Four, So disgusting. Um, so yeah, mainly just, I would say the interest in the top of guys for Charlotte in GBPs. And finally, Phoenix. Well, I had the over rebounds plus assists for Nurkic last game, and he gets in massive foul trouble and plays 14 minutes. I mean, come on, man. 10 rebounds, too. More proof. I'm just adding to the proof. Not one human on planet Earth can Run worse than me. Not possible. Uh, but yeah, KD, Booker. I like the matchup a lot for both. I wouldn't say either are must, but um, yeah, ownership will, will kind of play a factor there for, for Phoenix. If one of those guys is getting a ton of ownership, then I would prefer the other one in tournaments. 
Again, my boy Nurkic got massive foul trouble, but I would assume he would go back to normal like 30 minutes or so if the game stays competitive. Uh, Brad Beal also might play. If Beal's back, it would be a little bit tougher to get to guys like Booker and Durant and would just take out uh, you know, the other value plays. Allen and Goring completely out of play. Uh, Matt 2, 4.5, had a huge game two games ago, but went back down to 60 minutes. Probably can't go there. All right, guys, so that's going to do it for the video. As always, if you do enjoy, make sure to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell. See you guys all in the next one.